Welcome back to the 123 show this afternoon with me, Karen Coe. It's great to have your company. It's now just going six minutes past two this afternoon. And since it's Thursday afternoon, we are very happy to welcome back our Chinwagger, Chinwag contributor, Sadia Usmani, who joins me now. Sadia, hi, how are you? Good afternoon to you, Karen. I'm very well. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Um, you know, it's almost the end of the week, so that's a good thing. Looking forward to Friday and then the yeah. weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but Sadia, you, I know, are in the UK, so it's early in the yeah. morning for you, right? Yes, it's about 7 a.m. for me. So, uh, you know, but, so it's a bit of an early start. <laughs> and you've been up since way, way before then, right? You want to tell us about yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, well, basically, the, uh, what I want to speak about today on Chin Mugs is the fact that uh, Ramadan has started, and yes, I do fast. And so I was up this morning um, uh, at about sort of quarter to four in the morning. Wow. And um, and so I had, I, and the thing is, I'm very good at, where food is concerned. I'm quite happy. I can eat at any time of the day. So I'm very lucky. I mean, lots of people actually find it quite hard to eat in the middle of the night or very early. Yeah. So I was up this morning and I had. Had, um, you know, some eggs, some toast, some tea, and some yogurt, some fruit. So that was me. And then by 4.30, I stopped eating, and that's it. And now I am not going to be eating anything. Nothing will pass my lips right from now until sunrise. And mm. that will be here in the UK. It is about sort of 7.56, 57. But in um, Hong Kong, for instance, people who are fasting, um, they would be sort of starting about sort of quarter to five in the morning, and then they would finish their fast. They could eat at about sort of quarter to six, uh, quarter to seven, I think. Yeah, that's right. So it's basically what you do is you are fasting between sunrise to sunset. Mm. And um, if people aren't familiar with it, Ramadan is a is a ninth month of the Islamic lunar calendar. And uh, so it lasts for about 30 days where you just fast. And every year, basically, what happens is... Um, the fast kind of gradually move 11 days earlier each year so you kind of complete a full cycle through 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 three decades you know you go through all the seasons so it's now gradually shifting and going towards a few more shorter days so you know i do remember when i was young like um there was a time where the fast was quite short because the days were much shorter right. so that's how it works and um, it's quite an interesting thing but I think now with the pandemic for the last couple of years because of the pandemic we've had to go through quite a number of changes because generally the month of Ramadan for Muslims across the world is celebrated in such a way that you know although you are fasting you think oh my god you're hungry all day but it's a, it's a real festive occasion in that you know in the past I should say when things were kind of normal we used to be able to sort of go to people's homes and open our fast so it was really nice it was a kind of very sort of um sort of active month right. where you'd see lots of family and friends and you'd have lots of nice dinners with people to open your fast and parties but now suddenly you know in the last couple of years um things have gone through a drastic change in that now people are really just uh, focused in their own homes with their own families and it's been sad in a way because that was the, that was what the the whole kind of feeling in the environment of Ramadan was revolved around this activity so in a way we've had to kind of 
adapt obviously to the whole um, thing about social distancing and and you know keeping safe and and so it's made quite a difference yeah exactly i was wondering actually you know when you know ramadan is coming up do you do you have to mm-hmm. prepare for it since you know okay for the next month this is what my life is going to be like how do you prepare yeah. for it <laughs> yeah i think in you two ways one is certainly psychologically um you like you know sometimes you may be used to eating or drinking certain types of things at certain times of the day so for instance there may be people who have a regular you know two three cups of coffee or tea during the day and they get used to it and their body is quite used to having that caffeine and things so sometimes you need to sort of think about how you're going to adapt like physically in terms of you might as ramadan approaches you might kind of change your diet a little bit so that by the time you wean yourself onto ramadan then you know you've you're, you're off the coffee and you're off the the tea and things like that um and you know i think basically you know, I always find, I mean, I'm a real foodie and you know that. Of course, right? yes. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and for me, like, you know, I, I it's it's amazing in that because I know it's Ramadan, because I know that, look, I can't eat anything at all, that kind of thing of the thought of food does stay out of my mind during the day. Although all of us, I'm sure, loads, majority of people who are fasting probably do think about food and think, okay, so what am I going to eat mm, at the end? What shall I do to Right, something to look forward to, right? Yeah, absolutely. And also, I think, you know, what happens is that when you um, are fasting all day and when you do actually break that fast, remember this, these fasts, you are not allowed to basically eat or drink or smoke or have any sexual relations between sunrise and sunset. And it's pretty sort of strict in that no water, you cannot have a, you can't have a drink of water. Not even a sip of water. You can't have anything. Nothing, nothing wow. at all. So then when you do actually break your fast at the end of the day, um, it's amazing how um, how wonderful the food can taste. I mean, generally it tastes great anyway. But when you do actually break your fast, it is really, it, it's a lovely feeling. It really is. You really do appreciate every morsel. And I think that is also part of the whole, um, you know, the whole lesson that you learn, because I suppose to a certain extent, I mean, it is about self-sacrifice. It is about denying yourself, you know, these things. And it's about self-discipline and self-development. But for me, I always feel like it's something that, you you know, you experience this hunger. And we are very fortunate and we are very privileged that we live and we are able to afford to eat and things like that. But for me, I always think that, my goodness, you know, what would it be like if, you know, you are you are not able to eat, if you cannot afford it, if you can't, if you're thinking about certain countries where there are problems, then people, we can look forward to a lovely meal at the end of it, but not everyone in the world is able to have that, you yeah, know. Yeah. So it does make you make you kind of understand that. And the the month of Ramadan is also very much focused on uh, on giving in terms of you know it says you should always try and feed you should feed as many people as you can. If you can't fast, then feed people, feed a number of people in you know instead of fasting Mm. and just make sure that nobody you know it's a time of charity so for instance um you know we are expected during this month to actually give uh zakat which is a charity a charity amount that you give each year which is equivalent to about 
2.5% of your net worth mm. and it's traditionally paid during the month of Ramadan to those less fortunate. So that kind of awareness comes in and, and, and you try and perhaps you always vow that, look, when I finish Ramadan, I'm going to try and constantly just think about these things. But it does certainly raise awareness of these things. Um, so there's various aspects. And I think, you know, when when you're not eating, you you realize that oh my goodness like you know I'm, I'm lucky I can eat at the end of this but, right. but it is nice it's lovely to get together with people and and make some favorite dishes and things. I, I guess when you're not eating it also makes you aware of how much time and energy you spend every day Absolutely. related to food yeah. whether it's thinking about oh, what you gosh. want to make actually making it yeah. eating it washing dishes etc. Exactly. And, and you know, half of it is also about that you're supposed to, during that month, you're supposed to spend a reasonable amount of time, you know, um, in self-reflection and, and perhaps reading the Quran and, and, you know, and also stop yourself from doing certain things like gossiping or whatever, but right. to use your time in a good way. But you realize that actually, you know, the time that you spend buying food or cooking it and preparing it is huge. And, and in a way, during Ramadan, suddenly your kitchen is actually quite quiet throughout the day. And then the last hour or so, you go into your kitchen and you go and make whatever you're going to do. But yeah, we are. We are incredibly preoccupied with food, mm. you know, because we think we have our lunch breaks, we have our coffee breaks and right. things like that. And suddenly all of it goes out of the window. <laughs> so then how do you how do you manage that? Like, what do you do to fill that time that you would normally be spending doing something related well, to, to food? Uh, yeah. Well, to take the truth, you know, the time actually goes by. And I think the hardest part is in the first couple of days when your body is adjusting to it. Mm. After that, it's actually, you know, towards the kind of even the middle of Ramadan, you find that, you know, you have so much more time on your hands. You're not wasting so much time thinking of sitting down or having lunch. And so you have a long day. So if you are busy, if you are working and things like that, or even if you've got like if you've got kids, you can actually spend more time doing other things. I think uh, in a way we've kind of become familiar with that now with with people, you know, when we've been in lockdown or we've been, you know, being care spending more time in our homes because of the pandemic that we found that we've had more time to be able to spend with our family and things like that. But it's amazing in that, you know, you how your body adapts is you get quite used to doing that and you find other things. You know, you may have hobbies, you might be reading a lot more, you might be watching something, you know, which you think, okay, this is about self-development. So it's amazing how the day you have so much more time right. to yourself to be able to do those things and time for reflection, and, which is quite nice. And have you ever found that after um, the month of Ramadan, you actually don't want to go back to the the same routine as before with the three meals a day and snacks and things like that? Yeah, I think I think what happens is after the month. I mean, it is a long month. I mean, it is it, it is it does take its toll towards the end. I think you get quite tired. It can mm. get quite tiring. Um, so I think for a majority of people, uh, you know, it is it is a relief when it is finished, but it is a bit of a sadness too because it's a month where 
you know, you're so focused and because you know that that food isn't there and you are trying really hard to, to work on other things, it's quite, and especially if you are meeting family and friends, things like that, it's a kind of sad month too. You kind of wave it goodbye and you think, okay, another another year before it comes again. But then at the end of the Ramadan, you actually have, we have a festival called Eid, or Fitr, um, which is the festival of breaking the fast. And that is my much like you know the celebration a three-day celebration where you know we are given gifts you know it's a bit like when you give the red packets the oh, red yes. envelopes and you give money to people and you go to people it's like chinese new year so we have kind of three days of it where there's a lot of activity lots of gift giving lots of food loads and loads of food nice new clothes things like that so that it's all working up towards that but um but i think you know it's it's a nice it's a lovely month um and we kind of get used to it but i think you know it's it's a good month i'm happy when eid comes to celebrate <laughs> and and this <laughs> and get back to normal. and i suppose last year was the first pandemic eid <laughs> this mm. is going to be the second how how have people adapted um now that you can't have big gatherings and i mean are, are they yeah. doing things online like everyone else yeah yeah, I think quite a few people, what we were doing as a family was we were having regular Zoom like every week. Like I now I'm actually in London now, but although I am still not seeing anyone because there is still lockdown here at the moment. Um, so we're not, I'm not seeing any of my family and I've got quite a few family here. So what we did actually last year was we were having regular Zoom meetings um, where we would get together and we would be open, we'd open our fast together where we would be sitting there and everyone was opening their fast or they would talk to each other before uh, about an hour or so before and we would all do one little exercise like a kind of round table of some thought of the day or, or something nice or just to have a, a kind of catch up so quite a few families I know have adapted you know have because they're missing out they've actually done this kind of across water, you know, across oceans and Pacifics or whatever with, with family members, which is lovely. And, and you know, uh, it's, that's one of the greatest parts of it, that because of social media, we are still able to keep in touch. Yeah. So I think it's adapted in that respect. Although it's still, I mean, people, we, we still got together at Eid, for instance, um, people got dressed up. And they still went on a Zoom meeting and, and everyone could see all your nice new clothes and your table set and things. Mm. So like anything else, it's it's basically adapted with social media and, you know, it's taken a great, it just, it's just evolution, yeah. isn't it? That's how we Te work. Technology has helped, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's, I think, how we've managed yeah. to do it. So what about, um, say, if people have Muslim friends who they know are fasting, mm -hmm. what, what sort of mm -hmm. guidelines or etiquette or, or stuff should they be aware of? Well, well, I think you know, quite a few people actually wonder about this and they will say that, well, if you're fasting, are you sure it's okay for, you know, I wouldn't want to eat in front of you. But, you know, in all honesty, I feel personally that if I'm fasting, that is something that I am doing and I'm doing for myself. I wouldn't I wouldn't certainly expect anything of anyone in terms of like, I, I have no problems if I'm fasting and I go and meet somebody and somebody's having lunch or mm. whatever. I don't feel that they need to act differently because of me. This is a choice I've made. So I can't really 
put it on everyone. All you can do is be a little bit more respectful, I suppose. All you can do is like think, well, I'm not going to go and sit and have a big steak dinner in front of her <laughs> because it's just going to make her fast even harder. Could, so, could, could so you? Think, yeah, that's. Fair. Could you invite your Muslim friend out for dinner, like knowing that you know it's going to be after sunset? Yeah. yeah? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, you know, I've gone a number of times where I've met people and then I've brought, took, took my little date because you tend to open your fast with a date mm. and I've taken it with me and then we've gone to a restaurant and we've just waited for the time and it's actually now, you know, and certainly in Hong Kong, um, it's, a, it's a good time. It's not too late. Yes. You know, depending on the lunar calendar and the, and the length of the day. So, for instance, in Hong Kong, if you're going to open your fast these days, it would be about sort of quarter to seven which is pretty much dinner time yeah, really. that's true yeah um, so it's convenient and it fits in quite well i think the problem occurs when the days are much longer and then you're sitting there like i, I recall living in scotland and and when the fasts were there it's long days in scotland and i was actually opening the fast at almost quarter to ten. Oh wow <laughs> Windows, a very small window between the time that you opened your fast and the time for you to eat again. So you only had about three, four hours, three hours or so. Goodness. So, so then it can be quite difficult to manage. But, um, but generally, you know, it's okay. But whatever happens, I think, you know, whoever's fasting just deals with it. <laughs> you can't really, you know, you yeah. can't make your own you have to stick by what is demanded of that time so that, you stick to it <laughs> that's true that's true Sadi can you share with us any traditional sort of greetings or you know anything that um, yeah yeah that sure you do it wrong well well at the moment at the moment if you if you meet anyone who is fasting you can just say Ramadan Mubarak to them Ramadan Mubarak. which be, okay. basically means you know congratulations it's Ramadan that you know peace be on you and stuff so it's you can just say Ramadan Murbarik or Ramadan Kareem um, similar sort of thing there or you can just say happy Ramadan and I think if you do that um, you know I'm sure people would appreciate that because I'm sure you know in, in Hong Kong there are plenty of Muslims you have to, if you walk through chunking mansions at the moment you will see that all of the kind of takeaway shops that serve up all this lovely food are now during the month of Ramadan they set up big tables and chunking mansions just out the outside their shops and and they are just laden with things like you know pakoras and samosas and biryanis and all sorts of things um, and sweetmeats which are all ready for people to pick up so that they can open their fasts and things. Mm. So you see a, a sudden change in the way Chunking Mansions looks, um, especially du during the afternoon time when people are getting ready to open their fast and they're picking up little snacks and things like that. So that's quite nice in Hong Kong. I do recall I used to enjoy going there and picking up samosas oh, and things like great. that. So well, um, I hope the rest of your uh, Ramadan is is healthy and restful, and you get enough food and enough sleep, and um, that it's a great <laughs> month for you. We've you've got what another? It just started on Tuesday, so yeah, it's um, only two days yet. Yeah. So um, that's what I was saying to my daughter this morning. I said, right. 
you know, here's the second one, another 28 to go. <laughs> so, I mean, it'll, it'll gradually kind of, you get used to it. And after a while, you forget that you're fasting. And then suddenly when the fast and the month ends and you get back to normal life, you actually have to start thinking, oh, can I eat? Can I, can I, can I eat this? Can I drink this? Because your mind is, has adapted to it and your body has adapted to it. And um, then you have to get back to normal eating. And, and it takes a few days to get back into the swing of it. It's interesting, isn't it, how the body really yeah. adapts quite quickly to, to changes in mm. things like food and, and eating. Mm -hmm. shows you that we're not gonna we're not going to starve <laughs> no we're definitely we're not, not gonna starve definitely not there, Our there are days yeah where it can be tough where you might end up with a, a a headache or something like that and then it can be tough but other days you just carry on and and your body doesn't really say much to it yeah well, Sadia, thanks so much for joining us and teaching us all about Ramadan. Um, really interesting stuff. And, of course, Thank you. No, no gossip or negative thoughts for the rest of the month. No, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to be a complete angel the rest of the month. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, thanks again for joining us okay. and talk to you soon. See you then. Bye. Okay, then.